0: Hello there and welcome to yet another episode of the Ugandan Podcast. I am Rita Kanyamujuni, and this episode and every episode on the Ugandan Podcast is proudly brought to you by the Ministry of ICT and National Guidance. Now March being Women's Month, we are highlighting different women, their challenges, how they have risen through the ranks to where they are and today we're going to be taking a look at FinTech, a lady that has been in the FinTech space for 15 years. That's a long time. It might even be short because there's so much that could be done <laughs> in longer years. Now, joining us is Shamira Chimbugwe. Welcome to the Ugandan podcast, Shamira. Thank you. Thank you. Shamira is the CEO of Pivot Payment. Yeah. I need to put I just need to give you <laughs> your, <laughs> your title and hand it to you. Hello. Shamira, yes. FinTech. Yes. I say it, some people might have heard of it. Mm-hmm. For some, it's the first time they're hearing of it. Mm-hmm. Some have heard of it, but don't really understand Standard. what
1: FinTech is. So what mm-hmm. is FinTech? Well, thanks very much, first of all, for having me. Um, I'm pretty honored. I've been given the chance. So FinTech is a combination of two things. That is finance and technology. Thus, the FinTech name. It basically means you're using technology to either enhance, or um, change, or pivot, or um, simplify, uh, or integrate uh, financial services into daily life using technology. So that's that's the basis of it.
0: Okay, so if we're to bring it to the normal person, we're mm-hmm. talking about things
1: like mobile money. Absolutely, we are talking about you know, in summary, yes. money. Te- it's basically technology around finance. Mm. So it can be sending money, receiving money, making a payment. And it's on any level. It can be from a bank um, account. It can be person to person. So it's it, it's literally, it's everyday life. Yes.
0: Now talking about that everyday life, mm-hmm. <coughs> how you have put it so well, mm-hmm. uh, articulated it. And one would think, well, Shamira, what did you have to study to get into <laughs> all of these things to do with um, money? Yeah. And technology mm-hmm. and helping people simplify these mm-hmm. transactions. How did Shamira get into fintech? Because I know, and now you're going to know, <laughs> that Shamira by profession is a lawyer. Yes, I
1: am. So Shamira, tell us your journey. Um, a long one, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, in, into fintech, it's been almost 15 years. I should be making my 16th. And it didn't start off as a straight path. I didn't study, study fintech mm-hmm. from the onset. Um, like you said, I went to law school, Macquarie University here almost 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Uh, I come from one of those um, traditional families where your parents will decide what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always joke about it and say African and Indian families are the same. Um, you have a lawyer, a doctor, um, an accountant, mm-hmm. and then the others. The others is usually where you know everyone mm-hmm. else falls. So it wasn't any different for me. Um, my dad specifically chose for me law. He always wanted to have a girl who is a lawyer. And I think I exhibited some, you know, traits. I was chatty, mm. I was, you, know, you know, they call us chatterboxes. Mm. So, yeah, he chose for me. I did it, finished. And I didn't like the entire reading, you know, culture. There's a lot of reading for lawyers. Mm. I, and then I looked around that there was no... When you when you looked for a hundred top female lawyers, you'd struggle to you know to put the numbers and the names and even the faces. So I was thinking to myself, mm, no. And I was flown out of the country for holiday, um, and I'm thankful for that. I had a very good um, time at that time. So I went to the UK and I was doing a summer camp for work. So I started earning a little bit of pounds then, and so that you was tested the, the money. problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I tested money then and I was like mm, you can actually make money without you know having to go through the entire um, you know education side. So I started coming in and back into the country, going back, working, studying, so it was back and forth. Mm-hmm. So because I was earning, I wanted I always wanted to, you know, look at the business side of life and 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 you know address myself to that more than the the professional side of life which was law. Mm. And so that's how you know, I started my journey. So I, I did one year after law school, pretty bored. Um, I was not comfortable with holding people's files or drafting documents, contracts. Mm. And then the biggest problem happened. I read that infamous book, mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. And I thought to myself then, stupidly, like that I would also physically print money mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I was able to make money then yeah. and so I, I thought to myself look this is an option this is something that speaks to me mm. and I, I told myself I'm not going to do law again I'm not going to practice I'm not going to pursue it I don't see myself uh doing that and one of the reasons I love color mm. I really love color and law had a very peculiar way of boxing us in two grays, blues, blacks, mm-hmm. and white. So there was no color yellow. There was, so it was a very simplistic and simple reason, but it was a reason for me to say, I'm done with it. So you get up and say, I want to explore the world of color. Yes.
0: And somehow from <laughs> being a lawyer, <laughs> yes. okay, now there's money. Yes. The aspect that you're chasing. Absolutely. Now money and
1: technology. Yes. How do you end up this side? Technology didn't even come in then, Mm -hmm. that early. It didn't. Um, I did a little bit of this and that. To be fair, I didn't even know what I wanted then. All I knew is I wanted to make money. So make money, I I started doing a little bit of this and that. I shopped. I Mm -hmm. did retail. I used to get on the bus to Nairobi. I borrowed from mom. You know, mom's our biggest supporters. Mm -hmm. So I borrowed a little bit from mom, a few friends, got into the bus, Nairobi, You know, um, came back, sold baby clothes. Um, I did an NGO. I did some little, little consultancies. And then I landed myself into radio. Mm -hmm. I was called to be a business development lead for a radio station. And I think that's where the journey began. um, In the sense that one of the partners for that radio asked me to go make a pitch with him to by then it was housing finance bank and mcash mm-hmm. they had a project they were running together and we went i pitched mm-hmm. um we didn't get the business but then they called me back uh, a day later and said we are not going to give you this business but we would like to have you as a person join the team and it was it was a very disturbing thought so i i, I told um the partner then I said, look, we've not gotten the business, but they want me to, you know, to come and join the team. So he said, you're young. Um, I'd like to give you a fair opportunity. So if you're interested, go in. So I was one of those children who never wanted to follow their parents' um, footsteps. My mm-hmm. parents were both bankers. My mom worked in Central Bank. Mm-hmm. My dad worked in uh, Greenland and then eventually Cairo Bank. So Thinking about housing finance bank and then my, my parents back when I was like, mm, don't banking, don't want to be there. Don't wanna be there. So when they gave me the offer, they gave me brand. Mm. So they didn't give me mainstream banking. So I entered as a brand uh, lead. And so that was my start into getting into fintech.
0: Yes. Now you get into fintech.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would say... Have you studied the thing? You know The experience, <laughs> zero. Um, education part nothing, of it, nothing. Nothing. But nothing. here you are, <laughs> a whole CEO. What did you have to do? What right. did you have to learn? In between?
1: Yeah. Everything. Like? Um, so, first backtrack to getting in there. How mm-hmm. do I first of all get into the fintech side? Mm. So when I got in, I remember I started in brand and then I moved on to business development and then I moved on to sales. So then I knew the commercial side of, of the, you know, the, the fintech side. But I never knew a thing about the technology or the systems. Or, so if they talked about API, we talked about a PDF, we talked about all these jargons, mm. I had no idea what they meant. Yeah. And so I said, I cannot sell this if I don't know it. Mm. And so I used to spend an hour a day with one of the tech guys to teach me. Let's start from the jargon. Mm. What does API mean? What does a platform mean? Mm -hmm. What does a gateway mean? What does this mean? What is an interface? Mm -hmm. What's UX? Mm -hmm. And so the hours turned into days, months, and and slowly. So I was able to sell as a wholesome package. Mm -hmm. And that's when they realized, like, look, she has something nobody else has. So I could sit and, and sell to a tech company. Or oh, I could actually sit and sell to a non-tech company. Mm. So that's how I start understanding, you know, tech side mm. and understanding that there's finance in it. How does money move? How is money made? And, and that's how I started getting into finance. Was it
0: fascinating for Very. you? Every time that, you know, you walked yes. into a room and now you're <laughs> using some of the jargon that you have yes. learned, you're yes. reading about, I believe you're also reading about mm-hmm. it, the connections and partnerships.
1: Mm-hmm. What connections and what partnerships do you think brought you this far? Um, Connections to banks and partnerships to banks, to telecoms, um, and also to a few tech companies along the way. So in my positions that I've held in the different companies, rising from just a business uh, a brand lead and eventually into an operations manager and into a, a head of agency banking and into a country director for Sellyland, I have had to deal with telecoms, I've had to deal with... Uh, providers of card schemes have had to deal with banks, and so you have to understand that in finance, this is what happens, all right. And then, how do we use technology to either, you know, simplify these financial services or to extend them to the customer? So you've had to learn. So partnerships are very crucial when you have to learn about financial technology. Okay,
0: now yeah. finance technology mm-hmm. all brought together. Yes. You were a lady, you've even just mentioned it, that yes. you know you had to learn this jargon from yes. a man yes. at the bank that you were working at. <laughs> yes. How? What was the ratio of women to men in the rooms that you walked
1: into, the places that you've worked over time till you got to pivot? For the longest time, I think the ratio was like probably 1 to 20, 1 to 30. Um, for the longest time, especially in, in the leadership positions. You'd... you'd You'd rarely find a lady at the, you know, at the table of, you know, the C table, C suit, mm. um, well versed in finance and technology together. Mostly, it was either she was legal, mm. or she was commercial, or she was brand communications, um, things like that. But you'd never find them specifically in the side of technology. And so, for the longest time, it was a very, very lonely journey. Mm. Um, Got a lot of bashing. Got a lot of um, you know, as people asking, "Are you sure you want to do this?" This what is kind a of man's bashing. World?
0: Would you get? Um, because it's like, ah, okay, she's asked the question. Maybe <laughs> we just won't answer. Yes. What other things? Because I know there must have been some people you yes. tried to speak to and yes. ask to learn yes. a few things besides yes. that man that was helpful along yes. the
1: journey. But what was it really? What words do you might you remember? A lot. Um. Specifically to that, you know, women are very, we we compartmentalize. And in doing so, we we like depth. So we like taking something apart and understanding it inside out. And so it was always very irritating for the men in in my industry when I have to sit you down for three hours, four hours over coffee and I'm asking you all these questions to them that seem basic. I mean, if you're talking to a developer or an engineer and you're just talking about an API and you want to understand how it works, it is pretty much like asking for a nursery rhyme. Mm. Pretty much that's how I can equate it. And you're asking it of someone who is, you know, at, at a teaching level and, and you're asking for a nursery rhyme. So it's very irritating that I, I had to drum a lot of, you know, noise around the basics mm. and waste in quotes people's time and having to take them back in conversations because I I probably missed something yeah. or didn't understand something. And someone would say, but you know, even women are not in this, you know, in this. In the, why are you irritating us? Why are you in our faces? Mm. And, and sometimes it would hurt. Um, you'd be excluded from some conversations. Uh, sometimes when a decision need, needed to be made, people think you would approach it from a very emotional perspective. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty lonesome journey. Mm. Yes,
0: But you found a way around mm-hmm. it. I don't think you're still working alone on no, this journey. No, yeah. we're a couple now. So you're a number of women now. Yes. What is it like for the women now
1: mm-hmm. in the fintech space? Um, this is 2023. so <laughs> It's 2023. First of all, the space is not pretty, pretty well defined. It's still a gray space. And so because I always look at it like an ADHD spectrum. Because there's a value chain or a food chain around this and it's not defined, it's very hard for women to... to pretty much point out where on the spectrum they fall, where where they are as, as, you know, players in the fintech space. And that's one of the key challenges that we have today. So even when you meet, um, you're not entirely sure that the ladies that you're meeting fall within specifically this category or they, you know, they're fluid along the spectrum. So even the conversations are sometimes strenuous or far-fetched or... Um, you have to dance around a topic just to have a feel first mm. of how much knowledge they have, you know, in that space or because you're trying to make someone comfortable, you're trying to be civil because if you go deep, you might lose Chinese, mm. you'll be speaking Chinese. And so, to be fair, it's still a great area for us. Uh, it's still a struggling space for us. Um, people are still finding themselves. But I believe we're headed in the right direction. Mm. Yeah.
0: When we talk about direction, that also mm. goes to a knowledge gap mm. or knowledge, actually. Yes. Just sort of brought me to the knowledge gap immediately. Mm-hmm. Knowing mm. where you want to go. Yes. Or is there guidance on, you know, these, like you say, the mm-hmm. spectrum is quite wide. Yes. It's not well defined. Mm-hmm. Those gaps, talk about those gaps apart from the spectrum.
1: They start from <clears throat> school. Mm. Um We don't have direct courses that are going to channel us into this industry. The same way you'd say a doctor is going to do PCB, you know. The same way you're going to look at um, a lawyer do their history, economics, and maybe literature. Uh, The combinations right from high school are not clear when you want someone to go into this space. When you go to university, there's nothing that is cut out for us. As an industry, financial technology—something that offers a mixture of finance, yes, and technology. What are the basics that you must have, so we don't have um, something cut out for us? And so you'll find that one has to waste an entire three years of their of their school life mm-hmm. at, at uni, study something that you'd call a base course, either finance mm-hmm. or tech, or exactly ICT. or tech mm-hmm. exactly, and then they have to go back and do a complementary course mm. that's number one number two there's no direct um providers of this knowledge as institutions maybe dfa south africa does because that's where most of us have gone to do the short courses uh, maybe you do online and a few you know universities in the western world have started offering the same but as a country as uganda we are still yet to get into that space where there's something that is you know very clear um for us as as an industry so that um someone can come from down pursuing this journey mm. so most of us have found ourselves there by by you know ch- you know chance mm. it's pure chance that someone that i am here uh some have looked at us who are here the veterans the crazy good mothers of the industry and they're like i want to be that but they they have no idea where to start so knowledge gap starts from the institutions uh the government itself um and also the providers, and also institutions like our own having programs where you intern uh, or mentor. So there's a gap, there's still a knowledge, a big knowledge gap.
0: And so. A lot needs to Absolutely. be taught. Absolutely. Um, a lot needs to be learned. Absolutely. There's a lot to learn. Absolutely. But you have learned along the way. And you've mentioned I am the trying. <laughs> a short course that you did yes. take in South yes.
1: Africa. Yes. It's not the only one that you have taken. Digital so. finance. Okay. So it, it puts both, both of them together. Mm. It adds the finance side and the digital or tech side. Okay. So at least it will give you basics. Okay. So there's digital finance level one, level two, up to level three. Uh, now there are those who, if you're allowed, you can do a paper and then you have a master's uh, out of that. So you become a skilled, you know, professional mm. in this industry. I think the generation to come is going to have it better than we did. So I believe they are going yeah, to. Yeah, Maybe,
0: uh, perhaps there could yes. be an opportunity for me there. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: you'd fit so well.
0: Well, when you talk about, thank you very much, when you talk about <laughs> education, yes. let's talk about from what you learned eventually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's go to your success story. Okay. Pivot payments now. Fast mm-hmm. forward, we're here. Yes one successful venture that pivot payments has taken mm-hmm. and i don't want to sort of lead you there but you can tell us about <laughs> it that's helping a number of ugandans
1: in and out of the country yes yeah um the the su- the most successful use case we've had is that we call it the diaspora economy um typically the people in this space call them kadamas um the, the export labor the unskilled export labor who are specifically in the gcc So we found a gap, Um, I think it was one and a half years down the road of our inception. Um, We realized that they don't have a direct way to save their money, um, to also move their money. So basically they didn't have access to proper financial services. So there was a need to make those lacking financial services digital and available for them. So because we are very agile in the way we operate, we were able to, to ver- like our name, pivot. Mm. <laughs> we were able to pivot very quickly to that. And we didn't even start out as pivot payments. Mm. We started as Tumir pesa because okay. of them. So we wanted to do a service that sends money home. Tumir pesa means send money. Mm. So we wanted to do a service for them to send money home. Um, and along the way, we didn't realize what we are getting ourselves into. They had so many problems. Money is lost physically. Mm-hmm. Cost of sending is about two percent. That's the lowest, which is very, very high for a person like that. Of value, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, some, because some of them do not have their IDs with them, so dealing with the KYC issue is very problematic. Or identification. Mm-hmm. And and so there, it was. A, it's a problem uh, space, but mm-hmm. we've we've taken our time to study and to provide and. I think we've become the brand of choice for mm-hmm. them uh, in the in, you know to the extent that they it's it's now referral based um, I use this I use this mm-hmm. site so you should also use exactly. it exactly and yeah. now we are actually forging um, partnerships with the companies that take them to those uh, countries so okay. it's been one of our success stories yes
0: how many would you
1: say currently Users, all, yeah, hundred thousand plus. Okay. Yes. And
0: what services do they access there besides sending mm-hmm. money? What else can they do? So they're saving,
1: uh, which is the biggest problem. They didn't have where to save their money, so they're saving. Um, we've now given them payment of tuition direct because most of them are family members uh, back home, so we give them that. Uh, we've gone in. We're now going into asset financing where we they're, they're able to purchase land uh, when they are that side. And then we are also moving into things like uh, low-cost housing for them. So they can actually work and purchase their assets and pay for them, you know, in phases. Mm. So it's exclusive to that community, not the community back home. So for them, it's it's the payments, it's the savings, and it's the, you know, that. And then there's also financial services, again, Mm. where we are now getting into allowing them to invest. So now you you see the whole finance Mm. and... Technology. Technology. So you use the application to do one, two, three, four, five, hmm. yeah.
0: and then you have a whole team on the exactly. same that's doing that. Exactly. So partnerships. You're attached to it. You know you have plans of partnering yes. with these different companies that are yes. taking girls and women out, mm-hmm. but also I believe tapping into that market. Yes.
1: You required partnerships. Yes, we did. Lots of partnerships. Big partnerships. Uh, that's a very very tight market. A very controlled market. In as much as doing business, there is, is um, setting up business, there is is easy. But when it comes to anything related to finances or financial services, their regulation is 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 you know airtight. Uh, but we've had to work through local partners who are providing similar services um, as as a way in, and then we also you know launched ourselves over there. Now on
0: security, because when we come to money, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a yes. hesitation of, I'm going to give you my money, but how can I trust you? Yes. Yeah? On security and matters to do with privacy, mm-hmm. yeah? because for these ladies and like for yes, many that a are big using issue. pivot payments, yes. how do you gain someone's trust mm-hmm. to say, you know what, let me give this lady my money. Okay, let
1: me give this company mm-hmm. my money. Um, I'll, 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 before giving you a direct answer to that, I'll give you a scenario. Every week, we have cases of people saying, I sent my money to an individual and I lost that money. And this person says, I give them, say, 500000 but I know I give 800000 Uh so These people purport to invest for these people. Mm. So if, if they say the investment didn't go through, you lost everything, it, it's sort of like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Where is this, you know, this worker going to go? Mm. Nowhere. So what we've gone and done is... To build trust is, first of all, we had to be regulated mm-hmm. and, you know, certified by the central bank. And it's one of, it's our pride point, but it's one of, it's been one of the toughest things we've, I don't think I've done anything that tough like that in my Why life. Why was it so tough? Um, the intricacy, the the thoroughness, the, the depth of it, the... You know, the sheer asks that they have from all the, the entire, you know, space. It's, it's how secure your systems are, how robust they are, how stable they are, how. So you go through everything before mm-hmm. you get to that level. So you can look at us in terms of um, a bank, a digital bank, because the level of regulation and compliance and licensing we have is similar to a bank. The only thing that differentiates us is the size of capital and also the type of operation that a bank is more physical and we are digital. So we've had to build trust by getting licensed. Would you rather you deal with somebody whose brand has been you know, certified and listed by the central bank to say these ones, according to our standards, they are allowed to do this or you would deal with, we always say, I have someone who can do it better. Mm -hmm. You know that when you want to... Cheaper. Cheaper, better, (laughs) you know. So what would you want to do? You want to trust your money with an established institution. So we've had to establish ourselves as a brand, as a licensed brand to build the trust. And then for the privacy that you asked about is because um, we want you to control your money in the ecosystem, we want um, you to be able to authenticate. So we have, we've inbuilt um, document verification. We've built um, biometric verification. So you, you've had to do your dancing head, you know, in the in the app to confirm it's it's actually you. So even if you 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 know you left your phone there and and someone wants to use it, they cannot be you. They'll not have the same face as you. Um, they probably don't know your your OTPs, you know, your pins to log, you know, to log in, and even won't get the OTPs. Mm. So we've that we've gone and done what everyone else is trying to do in the industry to standardize, to give both security and and um, and privacy. But I want to also say security is, is is a journey. No one goes and says, you know, I'm perfect. I am I have arrived. to You know, there's no arrivalism when it comes to to security. It's it's a never ending. You know cycle of improvement mm. yeah
0: now on that never-ending cycle of improvement because mm-hmm. as a company that is registered within the country yes you're meeting the what would call the standards that yes. have been put by the central bank yes there is also a bit of compliance um, mm-hmm. compliance that you have to go through mm-hmm. yes and for many who are watching and listening mm-hmm. they're like, oh wait maybe that could be a space there's money there yes yeah because you're providing a solution <laughs> yes you're making money. Mm-hmm. But there's a cost yes. of making that money. Yes.
1: How hard is it and how has it been like? The heaviest cost we have is uh, on three things. Uh, first of all, is compliance. The cost on compliance is crazy. Very crazy, because you have to comply with the tax body. You have to comply with the central bank. You have to comply with NITA in the now case which is the technology body. Um, you have to comply with systems, people schemes like Visa. You mm. know, you have to comply with PCI DSS. You have you have to comply That's a with a lot like of things to comply. Tens of things, yeah. absolutely. So you find yourself that the level of investment you have you need is is you know is high. The second um level of investment that you probably need, uh, aside from compliance, is the technology. So one thing is swinging you around because of, you know, compliance. And then you have to also invest very heavily in technology. I was, um, I, I normally like talking about Netflix. When Netflix launched several years ago, uh, selling DVDs on a website, 15 minutes later, their website crashed because they didn't have... Scale The servers were not enough. It happened to us in our initial years. Mm. I think it was about four or five months into it. We never anticipated mm-hmm. that we would have that much traffic. And so what you invest in in technology matters. The scope, the scale, the sheer scale of, of the platforms that you use, the robustness. And then one time, I think I was even in Nairobi, <laughs> it's been one of the craziest times I've had. Um Again, we also crashed. And mm-hmm. we were down for almost four hours, five hours. And so back up. So, mm. so you learn these things along the way that this is what I have to invest in in terms of technology. What's my recovery period? If I lost data, I mean, what's plan B for me? Mm. How do I ensure a sustained service? You know, so you have to invest in compliance, technology, and then you have to invest in people. Mm. For me, it's the most important part. Why? People, people, people. I mean, if you have a lot of technology and less people, you're going to have... I mean, it's the people who...
0: Are going to run this exactly. Exactly.
1: And they bring the human touch to it and they are the ones who are going to know that, look, this is... As a human, this is what I want. So even in terms of innovation, it's the people you need who are then going to direct the technology to do what the people need. Mm. So investing in people, in technology and and in compliance is, 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 um, is one of the focus areas. So now does... With all that
0: you have mentioned there, mm. the people, that means the task force is going to get, with, with the dreams that Pivot Payments has. Yes. I don't think that, how many people do you employ at the moment? Uh, we are
1: closing in on 40 okay. now. Just now, so yeah, the numbers could grow. <laughs> the numbers are growing very quickly because we are now moving into other countries. Mm. We've been very fortunate to be invited um, into other countries. So we've got South Sudan, which mm. is a baby market, but they really want um, to do something with us. So mm. we've signed a couple of of contracts. So I have to have a team there. I have a team in Kenya because it's also a market for us. Uh, we have a team in UAE, in India. So because we are growing, we we probably will close there at about eighty, yeah. d- double what we have now. Mm. Yeah,
0: and that means that your role as a leader mm-hmm. is also one that requires you to one delegate, yes, but also give oversight, yes. And you also happen to be a mother, yes. You happen to have a life, yes. And you happen to travel a lot, a to lot. do all these things, <laughs> a lot. Why I'm asking this because you are a woman, yes. And there are women who are like, ah, you know, I should. Maybe double down on a few things Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this is the journey I'm taking. Mm -hmm. What has it been like doing all these
1: things as a woman? It's, it's, um, I want to be very honest with you, it's hard. I I don't want to paint roses and you know, plant flowers alongside this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really hard, Uh, but you must be able to one, decide. Decision is very important. Choice is very important. You can't have your cake and eat it. You won't want to to be a stay home mom and also to be a you know, working mom. Yeah. You have to say, look, I have to balance this. But the same way you would book or pencil in a meeting is the same way you must pencil in time with your family. For me, it's crazy. When you look at my calendar, I have work blocks and I say personal time. And here I'll say you know, family time. If I'm going to be reading that little, you know, human a story in the evening or we are going to be singing our nursery rhymes, please don't call me and ask for a meeting at that hour. Mm. So I've had to learn, you know, the hard way that the same way I respect time for a meeting in the boardroom or with my teams or in another country is the same way. When I block time off for my family is the same way I have to respect it. So it's not easy. It's very hard. Mm. Um... But you also have to have a very good support network, not just family but also your staff. You must be able to offload mm-hmm. and, and you know decide what are the critical things you must deal with as a leader. not everything. You can't micromanage and, and you know stay sane. Mm. You, you can't be looking at how, many, how much paper we need today, how many pencils mm. we don't have paper clips. You can't be looking at that, and at the same time deciding if I'm going to enter maybe Saudi Arabia as a market and which partners I need at that level and also looking at maybe Central Bank Uganda, Central Bank UAE and this is what they want. So you must know at what level you play in in the company. So you, you just can't be all over. So mm-hmm. it's focus, it's choice and a little bit of sacrifice. I, I mean I you I will probably, you know, be up up to one AM sometimes or two or four four AM if I have to beat a deadline. I have found myself in transit. I literally live out of a suitcase, mm. you know, for like two to three, you know, weeks a month, uh, you know, at some point. And then some months I'm home. Mm. So it's 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 sacrifice. But eventually you'll see it paying it off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it has paid off. Ah, it is paying off. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. And that's
0: for now. But yes. as Pivot Payments, you even have future plans. Yes. One of the things that Pivot Payments is planning on doing yes. is getting into digital banking. Yes. One would already say you're sort of almost into it already, yes, yes. but what are you getting into that is so untapped and uncharted water
1: right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um So we're trying to build a digital bank or a neo bank, and a digital bank is that bank that has no branches. Yes. Um Our favourite to look at is Revolut, uh, Revolut mm-hmm. Europe, uh, which is about 20 million customers strong. There's Monzo, there's Starling, uh, there's Bank Now that has come out, BnQ. So we want to be that bank that is so agile. It's nowhere and everywhere at the same time. It's a partner. It's living with you, mm. so that when you want fully fledged banking services, you have them at the, you know, Finger at the tip tips, of your yeah. fingers, um, whether you have a smartphone or not. Uh, because our market is quite different. We we are not at that level where, you know, everyone has card or everyone has a smartphone. When you look at how much, you know, this smartphone penetration is still low. Mm. So. We want to cater for that customer and this customer in the sense that whether you're out of the country or in the country, you can still have the same service. You can enjoy the same service. So that's what we want to build. Yeah. And in Uganda, it will be its first. I like the fact
0: yes. that it will be because <laughs> it it's will going be. to happen. Yes. The faith that you're yes. going with it. Yes. Within You're saying if it's happening in Uganda, it will mm-hmm. be the first. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's within the region, mm-hmm. it would be the second Potentially, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if if um if Kenya doesn't, you know, Kenya Kenya always gives us uh, sleepless nights. Mm. It just uh, licensed a digital bank two weeks ago, I think. So depending on how quick they are, um, we we'll probably will be the second to be fully licensed. Um, if not, probably around you know top five. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, top five is also a good. It's, place. it's also good, yeah, enough. It's good enough. <laughs> you know, because at the start of the conversation when yes. you said when you were getting into the law profession, mm-hmm. you looked back and you said let me look around for top 100 is there mm-hmm. any woman yes. you're like no. no and now here we are having a conversation yes. about top five or potentially top yes. two like, when you say five <laughs> top three top let's put three, it in top, three. Yes, top three yeah in so Fin-tech, that's, yes. that's good on you let's give um, you your flowers now thank you yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> pat on my back here. Yes.
0: now you have been in the industry yes. long enough to identify the most pressing issues mm-hmm. what are they and
1: how can the government help hmm, Mm -hmm. how kind do you want me to be? (laughs) Go and go for it. (laughs) Um, The space has a lot of issues, and I'll start with taxes um, because this is a very big point for me. Um, Taxes are good. We love them. We're law-abiding citizens. But sometimes they stifle growth, especially um, to an industry that is just growing. I'll give you a small example. 2021, uh, the African continent must have received close to 1.3 billion in funding. Less than 20% came to East Africa, and obviously less than 2% came to Uganda. to Uganda. So there must be a reason why isn't funding coming into to this country? It's not for the lack of innovation. We have about 189 fintechs, you know, in this space. So it's not for a lack of innovation. But the regime, the tax regime is very, you know, it holds us back. You would look at someone in manufacturing and they have, if they've brought in an investment of $250,000 to $500,000 being given land, Mm. uh, being given a tax holiday, you'd look at the investors, the international investors who come in and they're given five years. And we're saying, look, FinTech has the capability of not just tripling but doing ten, more than 10 times in terms of uh, investment inflow. Mm-hmm. But then the, the, the tax regime is not you know cognizant of that opportunity to say if, uh, if they could maybe say, let's give you a tax holiday of two years if you meet this criteria or if you meet this level of investment, things will be different. The story will be different. You've started seeing companies raising $12 million, $15 million, $20 million. That's all investment inflow into the country so tax is a big problem Mm. uh the second is you know clarifying the space and creating an a knowledge you know space or or an education program around financial technology Mm. that is very clearly spelled out that is you know at university it can start as a short course weekend three months six months one year Mm. and then it can progress into a fully fledged you know university course we cannot shy away from the direction of technology. The world is spinning because of technology. When you look at 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 what ten years ago, the most valuable company was Coca Cola beverage. Today, the most the top five you have Twitter, mm. you have you know it's it's all technology. It's you TikTok. have Facebook, it's TikTok, yeah. it's it's Tencent, mm. it's mostly technology. Netflix, so, Netflix, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you have to look at the government has to look at where are we going. In, in terms of value, as as and create an environment that is able to allow investment to come in. So there's a I said there's tax. Mm. I said there's education, education. and there's support. Mm. So support can be you know technical. Um, there's so many who are struggling with space, so they can have uh, you know you know free to you know free to to occupy space, and let, let them give them a hand. Yeah. yeah. Put out something and just put out something. Yeah. Even just business incubation, people mm-hmm. can have an idea. Because if I am most people who are in in the space are mostly technology people, boys, young boys. Mm. So if they're in technology, there's a hard a high chance that they don't know how to build a business. So they don't know this entire, you know, ecosystem of register the business, yes. do, 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 file this, do this compliance. You know, mm. you know, financials must be looking like this. Contracting must be like this. So that entire, you know, tech, capacity building. Should be, you know, supported. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, Shamira, I want to take a break okay. from fintech. We we'll yes. now want to take a look at who Shamira is. It's okay. a part of the Ugandan podcast that is called Quickfire. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very simple. Yes. I would like you to answer with a f- uh, one. The thing that comes off your My mind very mind quick. First. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's do this, right? Okay. One is what's your favorite Ugandan food or food? Actually. I love meat. <laughs> <laughs> All shapes, colors, and sizes.
1: Um, Top I, three I of I really that. love goat's meat. It's, mm-hmm. it's tender, it's juicy, it's fatty. It's, yeah. uh, I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it might get you hungry. I, I, I tend
1: little. to get emotional when I talk about that. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's beef. All right. Yes.
0: And then you usually travel out a lot, Mm -hmm. yeah. From our conversations, you've said every two weeks you're leaving the country or coming back into the country. What's that one thing, or actually, let's put it at three things. I'm giving you some. I'm very generous with time today. Mm -hmm. Um, What are those three things that you find you miss a lot when you leave the country? The weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one? Because we have just come through something that was so hot, and now we're experiencing even a bit when of it's rain. Hot, it's mm-hmm. not that
1: bad. Uh, you can't compare because I'm I'm usually in the GCC area, the UAE. It's it's really hot. I mean, sometimes it gets to 50, 55. When do we ever even get to thirty? Mm. So I really miss the weather, the water. The, that's mm-hmm. the amazing thing. Our water is very fresh, very natural. I've gone to places where the water is hard and salty, both on body and on on palate. So. Mm. It's, it's, and I miss roasted gin. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) When I am snacking at tea, Mm. most of what you'll find is probably breads, you know, flat breads, Mm. cakes, and what. I, I miss our traditional roasted. Gin nuts yeah. for to snack on at tea time.
0: when I say can you pack so?
1: I do. Yeah, that's, she, that's out of the question. <laughs> I do. It's always in the suitcase. <laughs> Everyone knows me. That even someone who is coming to visit me at home, <laughs> they know she loves you know the roasted yeah. gin nuts. Do so you make them stuff. yourself sometimes? No, I don't even know how. I am <laughs> terrible the at test. them. Yes, <laughs> that
0: makes the two of us. Yes. I love them,
1: but I am terrible at them.
0: The last time I met them, let's just hmm. say that um, no one <laughs> <liked> them. <laughs> Yes. Um, the last part, mm-hmm. which will be our last question for a quick round, is yes. um, what's that one thing, that first mistake that you made mm-hmm. as Shamira that was heavy, mm-hmm.
1: but somehow you're standing here today? Career switch. Mm-hmm. Biggest mistake. Then, I always say mistakes are in terms of time context. When I switched, I fell out with family. My dad was very heartbroken my mom was, now you, we you want your father to kill me. You know mm. we're African, so our moms tend to um, carry the burden. Yes, yeah, so burden. It, it looked like I had wasted their money, their time. I had disrespected them. I lost a lot of friends who thought I now didn't belong uh, to that. You know, lawyers are the so-called learned friends. Mm, and so I didn't them. belong anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it cost me some. It cost me some. I, I, I sort of became an outcast. And I think it's that's... One of the things that are responsible for me now, I like being on my own sometimes, mm. just to have my, my personal space. Um, so it cost me some. Um, I value society, I value family, so it cost me a lot on family.
0: How are you doing now? Alhamd- I'm I'm happy. I'm. Have yeah. um, you family back? <laughs> yes,
1: uh, they are back. Sadly, my parents are not around to see um, what we've achieved. They didn't even see the company being born. Mm. They were dead, long dead uh, by then. I mean, I've been in it for 15 years. So Mm. really, it's been, you know, some good time. Mm. But by and large, my family is happy and proud that, look, we're here. And every time they call us to step up to say, we are the pioneers in fintech. It's, eh, that's our girl, you know. Mm. So we've mended the relationships. Everything can happen. You can get money. you You know, we can travel. Bottom line, it's always family. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm in a good place. Okay. But yes. also
0: still staying with that. You still use your education. <laughs> you know, the lawyer bit of it. The legal yes, yes. term and aspects you
1: use in your company. Because for the longest time, we didn't even have a lawyer. Mm. I was doing both, you know, founder, MD, lawyer, what? Uh, so it helps in that way. It saved us on cost. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, good on you. Fifteen Thank years you. later. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and like you said, in hindsight, yes. it looks like it was it, it was it, a good decision. Yes, it yeah. was a good decision. But, yeah, but it gets by lonely then, along the
1: I, journey. Very lonesome journey. Yeah, Very lonesome.
0: Okay, but with money. So <laughs> I don't know how that Because there are some people, and I just need to put it out there,
1: mm-hmm. that they are you guided to believe, as long as I have the money, mm. I am happy. Mm. Mm. It doesn't buy happiness, I can tell you that. It doesn't buy happiness. I believe Yes, we have gotten it yes. straight from the source. It doesn't buy you happiness, I can tell you that. If anything, sometimes it can get you into a depression. Mm. Because th- there's a way you're alienated. There's a way... You know, a lot can happen along the way, but family is important. People are important, so I wish people would invest more in people relationships than money relationships. Mm. I cannot say that money is not needed, but yeah, if you're comfortable, yes, please invest in people relationships. Yeah, yeah. They're very important. Yes, I believe I've just invested in a
0: people relationship well I, I here. Hope so. <laughs> <I> <laughs> she has hope my so. number I have her number yes. now last thing is we'd like you to give advice to the woman who mm-hmm. has been listening or maybe there's a gentleman who's listening and watching and he mm-hmm. could carry this advice to his sister to mm-hmm. his um, girlfriend to his wife his mother because yes. you never know yes it's one you're never too old to do something you're Absolutely. never too young to do something KFC yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us tell us tell them tell me yes yeah
1: I think uh, men are going to shoot me for this, but yeah, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Women are most suited to do this job. Why? We pay attention to detail. We are more intrinsic. We are more intentional, and we can compartmentalize. FinTech is something that I'll, that requires you to think, you know, in so many dimensions. And I personally think women. Can do a better job. I mean, there's a reason why today the CEO of YouTube is a woman. Mm. It's not by chance, you know. So I think we can do this better than the men. So don't doubt yourself. It's going to be slow and painstaking, but you're the best suited gender to do this job.
0: Yeah. Yes. It will have a bit of uh, uh, areas that mm-hmm. you have to sacrifice, mm-hmm. but like you said, it's still You have done it. I have done it. Yes. Other women
1: are doing it. Exactly. So.
0: Just start. Nothing can stop you. That's really true. You're the
1: best suited. Actually, not even best. Best, better, best, better. Twice, (laughs) ten times more than men. Sorry for the guys Mm. in the room. But... um, Yes, we are better suited to do the job. Yeah. So from my experience though. Yeah. Yes.
0: And like they say, some may point it out as a weakness, but yes. it's a strength when you say, you know, we, we
1: pay attention to detail. To detail, yes. Yeah. It just depends on what you're paying attention to detail. If, to. if a woman is doing code and a man is doing code, this is from experience. The woman's code is cleaner. Um it's 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 um there's depth to it. there's, there's clarity in it because they take their time, because mm. they are more focused, they are more intentional. A man wants to do something faster. A woman wants to do something better, better. so you know what you want now.
0: yeah I think it ties <coughs> into the ministry's uh, campaign this month mm-hmm. is telling women that there are opportunities out for them, and yes. they're suited for them yes. and um and even this month, on the international scene, mm-hmm. the conversation is about how the opportunities are present present for technology yeah, yeah. For equity women. yes yes and so this is a very timely conversation you have been an amazing guest thank you i have learned a lot thank i you. am perhaps uh, thinking of what i'll do next you can go by
1: office and we have coffee and we have discussions around it probably mm. you can bring up the next big idea Aha. Watch out for me on the Ugandan (laughs) Podcast. But thank you for joining us, on the Ugandan Podcast, for
0: breaking down fintech for us, for taking us through what needs to be done in the fintech industry. What can be achieved mm-hmm. there? We wish you all the best for the digital banking. Thank we'll you. be back with a conversation about you when being we are do- licensed do-
1: as a digital
0: bank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when that happens, we'll be here with a round of applause to celebrate for you with yes, us, definitely. Yes. So, from us to you, as the Ugandan podcast, we wish you all the best. Thank you very much to all the viewers and listeners. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Ugandan podcast that has been. Proudly brought to you by the Ministry of ICT and National Guidance. So, from us to you, as your host, Rita Kanyamujuni, till the next episode, keep it Ugandan.